Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. things off yes yes please it's cold oh minus six this morning you know i got minus yeah, five that in my was area. not fun walking that the time. phone this morning because i basically had my phone set up to like uh do like weather mm. it literally said minus six thanks i was like there's no thank you about that <laughs> that's just rude minus six i don't appreciate cold it makes me hurt i don't understand that like, Instantly makes you dry. My face was peeling oh. off like a mofo. Like, like, it was like it was snowing in my face. I don't understand. It, it wasn't even bloody snowing. I'm like, I greased myself up. Why am I dry already? What the hell? He sucks yeah. the melanin out of you, man. Yeah, I believe I left this morning around about six twenty on the way to work, and the minute I opened the door, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I should have called in so I ain't coming in because I wanted to go back to, <laughs> to be fair. I should have I thought... known what the day was going to be. You know when you wake up and you're like, oh, whoa, another day, another dollar. All right, let's go. And I got up and I thought, no, man, just go back. It was too cold. The heating was on. The curtains were drawn. And I'm thinking, no, I didn't answer this. This is too cold. Too, too cold for January. I felt all of us like at the beginning of the thing. Of the thing yeah, would make real. me... Kurt Russell? I'm greedy now, yeah? I guess so. I mean, sometimes I, mean, I think I, I'm getting I a beard these days. I don't want to, I don't want to be anyone. It doesn't end well for that. Spoiler, it doesn't end well for anyone in that film. <laughs> that's very true. That's very, that's very, very true. But unless you, unless you on, make, okay, sorry. Unless you want to what? Are, are you, are you, are you going to debate like the, about Charles and that Charles is, is not a thing? Charles is, a thing? is the thing. He Charles is the is thing. thing. Oh, right. is Charles, Charles is the thing, uh, especially if you read the comics. But yeah, on that note, Welcome to And That's Why We Messed Up, the podcast talking about nerdy geekism and all else in between from a freezing ass South London postcode. <laughs> I am your very cold host, Shannas. Next to me is the equally freezing, bruv. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say right now. Oh. So cold, so cold. And the other equally freezing, big man, bigger brew, bigger brew, red. You all right? 
yeah, I'm just chapping out here. I just want to be someplace warm, warmer climate, with a nice pina colada in hand, mm. and just chill. Nah, instead man, of this cold winter night. No, nah, man. No, we don't want to chill. It's all, it's all about hot chocolate right now. I can do about hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> or a cup oh. of tea right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, hot chocolate, cup of tea. Um, Anyway, let's warm up the cockles a little bit. So, remember, like, when we were talking about, uh, we had an episode we were talking about, uh, like, uh, video shop posters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Throwback, yeah. Stay in your brain and, and yeah. stuff. The other day I was thinking, oh, like, I just, like, you know, you're like, oh, I want to go, like, you know, you think of old films, like, oh, I feel fancy watching that. Like, I think the other day I messaged you, Rob, said, I haven't watched The Faculty in a while. It's time mm. to dust that one off and give that a watch, I think. But mm-hmm. I thought of uh, a film called house because the poster which i'm going to share like it was a staple of video shops it's just like this zombie hand pressing the doorbell yeah and i absolutely it like the mad thing is i never saw it at the time i saw it years later on the sky and uh, I ex- not horror classic right i feel like i feel like we had um that it was rented f- from the video shop in our days so i do remember watching that in, in brixton back in the day and i yeah I but like, I feel like I didn't register. Yeah, because I, I was I, too scared. To be fair, I watched that at a stupidly young age because the rule yeah. was, if you have nightmares, don't come crawling to us. Don't come crying to us. That's, that's, yeah. That was the rule. And, Love it. Um, I, yeah, and I, I watched it. That's the only time I've ever watched it. I think I saw part two more than I saw part one. I thought I saw one of the sequels. Mm. I can't remember. They oh, no, where have I? Because there's three of them. I know I've seen the original. I'm just drawing a blank for the other two. Because, like, okay, so, so the one I have the the most memories of are yeah. the ones when the there is a kid with glasses in it, right? Like a geeky kid in glasses, right? Yes, yes. Because it was when he's older. That's two. Okay, I think, and then like, yeah, there are these two guys that kind of like bullied him into like doing the whole sacrificing to get for and oh. um that sounds a bit like i i think i only like watched two like once yeah like i feel i feel like that that was like like a staple on sky movies for a while it was oh, completely. but house one i only remember watching one time and i i remember bits and pieces of it i remember like this creepy scene from um where in the closet where one of the kids oh. had turned into one into 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 a monster and it was yeah. just like you had a, the flashlight on him. He just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, I had a flashback. Yeah. I, I want to talk about House. I love House. It's a weird movie, though. Mm. Uh, and when I started researching it, it is linked to our childhood and film stuff hard in a way that is actually a little bit mad. Um, so, okay, just to clarify, we're talking about House as in House with. The, the TV right. series. We're talking about 1986 House. I will put a link um, to the the poster. Um, you'll see it when we put it out there. And so it was written by Fred Decker. Fred Decker uh, wrote and directed Night of the Creeps and The Monster Squad. Oh, cool. Two films I love. <laughs> Two films I love right there. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, bruv, bruv. Uh, it was produced by Sean S. Cunningham, mm-hmm. who of course produced Friday, Friday and, and directed Friday the 13th. And Sean S. Cunningham also 
produced uh, Last House on the left, which was written and directed by Wes Craven. So I'm going to pause you there and just oh, leave wow. you with that word, Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to talk about something else and, and how that's linked to House. Okay. Um, so, yeah, House basically, House is one of, those, one of those weird movies where it's like, it's horror. When you see the house, which I will also leave a link to, you're going to know the house because it looks, it's so. Oh my like, God. R- what? I already already got the link, shit. You got the link, right? Yeah, I never actually realised it until... Neither did I. Neither, neither did I. I watched it recently as well. Neither did I. Bruv's got there already. It's okay, we're going to get there. It's fine. Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's hitting everybody kind of at the same time. So... Wow, okay. So today, I just I basically always talk about House and another film because they're like two of the films that I kind of like have a place in my heart. House, because it's really a weird, surreal, creepy, odd film. And it also has a trope that I kind of love, which is the, um, the author who has to go somewhere to a dark place to get, to get his inspiration. So it reminds me of like Bag of Bones and Dark Half by Stephen King. And so, yeah, so um, the author is called Roger Cobb and basically he moves into his aunt house and his aunt aunt died by suicide and he has to put a book out and he's decided to put a book out about his Vietnam War experiences and the house just has this surreal, it just, all these kind of surreal, gross, awful things just start to happen in the house and also he's separated from his wife and his son is missing. And spoiler alert, the son turns up in a surreal dream that you get that happens in the house. And it's never really quite explained. But what I kind of find weird about house is house is about confronting your fears and about lost potential. Because there's some characters in there who kind of never get to reach their full potential because of circumstance, tragedy, war, um, suicide, self-harm. And also about confronting your fears, because a lot of what Roger Cobb uh, goes through and is like trying to deal with is fear and his PTSD from Vietnam. So, I mean, obviously I didn't get this at the time when I was watching it because I had no idea about these things. But it's like on a rewatch, you kind of like, to me as a kid, it just had this like sick imagery that kind of stuck with me. It's not about mm. how you felt about it, bruv, or Big Man. You haven't seen it for, for years, right? No, yeah. but you know what they say? An image loss is a lifetime mm. poster. Yeah, will forever stick in my head because that was, as we said in the previous issue about movie posters, that stands the test of time. Mm. Mm. It's just something about that hand. It's like it's coming at you from every angle. Yeah, every angle. And to be fair, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen it in a very long time. But what I do remember about it, when you think about it now, it is rather hard hitting horror. Don't get me wrong, this. Mm brilliant uh, comedy moments in it as well but oh yeah it's definitely dark comedy yeah Yeah. but also yeah it is a very definitely hits you in in the wrong places at the right time Mm. yeah Mm. i'm gonna watch you now definitely for sure now you can say something bruv again like i said i've only i've only watched it the one time when i was a kid and i like i said i remember bits and pieces of it so i can't really 
as much of an insult other than the images I remember, and most mm. of the images traumatized me, so I try not to remember them if that's okay. <laughs> yes, so. that, that's completely fine. That's okay. That's all right. Um, but yeah, I I think it's something that I I do love that you can kind of go back to movies and get more depth out of them. So I would like to to recommend that you watch House. And I think one of the things I also enjoy about House is it's almost like it's a kind of do you remember the film uh, Jacob's Ladder? with yeah. Tim Robbins version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like a, a lighter Jacob's ladder. I mean mm-hmm. the ends are different, but it's the whole thing about dealing with the horrors of war and what that does to a person and the relationship with the child. And it's almost like the like what you've been through and the fear of not confronting that can ruin the family and have this this these far reaching consequences and you've got to deal with the hand that you're dealt. Because the whole like part in the movie where um, he's been haunted by this figure called Big Ben, and Big Ben was like his mate in Vietnam, and he's carrying this guilt because he feels like because Big Ben was tortured, and he feels a bit like maybe if I had done something that so there's a lot of kind of aggression from Big Ben to him, but it's actually kind of you must kind of get like I was actually him feeling about about his experience, so yeah, it's a bit of a deep one. But highly enjoyable, and I, I recommend that for watching. But here's where things, once again, I fell down a rabbit hole. So remember I said that Frank Decker wrote and directed it, mm-hmm. and he, and Frank, Fred, sorry, Fred Decker, so he wrote and directed Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad as well, and Robocop 3. But also that Fred Decker was a script doctor on Titan AE, and Demolition Man. Oh wow! Those are two very different films, right? <laughs> right, they're both sci-fi in a sense, but they're yeah. very different. One very thing... different films. Oh, Titan AE. That's a film I've heard about. Oh, this is why. This is why I brought up. I was like, I want to hear Bruv get a little bit. Titan AE is such an unappreciated gem of a sci-fi animation film. It's done. Did that get off like a was it a? Fox or something like that for a little bit. Say again? I said, didn't that kill off like a studio? It came 20th Century Fox. It's from Don Bluth Studios. So like... Don Bluth Studios. So basically you're talking like you're talking like from the guys who brought you American Tale. American Tale. Anastasia. So I think it came after Anastasia. It did. And it was pretty much a a sci-fi action film. Like all-star cast. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Drew Barrymore. Um, Isn't Jeff Goldblum in it? Not Jeff Goldman, Louis. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, Luigi from the original live action film. Um, what's his name? Um, John John La- John that John. Leguizamo. That's the one. Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Like, um, I'm pretty sure Nathan Lane was in it as well. Yeah. What's uh, your theme, bro? What's your theme? Um, Cosmic Castaway, and oh, <laughs> oh my god, that the soundtrack was banging! Oh my god, it's, it has some good tunes on there, yeah. man. It's yeah. my time to fly. See, oh, <laughs> this oh, is why I said when I went down a rabbit hole, I went down a rabbit. I was like, oh my, this is linked to so no much. No one talks about that film, man. Jesus Christ, no. Well, <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna have to talk about this film. Probably not today. Oh, we can't do enough no. right now, and it's brief. But I think we're gonna have to do a tight day yeah. episode. You know, you saying that? I actually forgot about the casting. As you pointed out, I mean, that was such good casting. Ron Perlman, Tom Luke. 
Yeah. Yeah. You mean Griffin? Wow. Yeah. It was all-star. Yeah, it was all-star cast. Absolutely. Uh, So, like I said, I went down a rabbit hole. So, yeah, so we got, so, also, so Monster Squad, which is a personal favourite of all of us as well. Mm-hmm. So who who co-wrote who co-wrote with Fred Decker on Monster Squad? Do we know? Off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Shane Black. Shut up. Shane Black co-wrote Monster Squad with Fred Decker. So obviously that now links to the whole catalogue of Shane Black. It wasn't Christmas though. How can I can you literally put the words out of my mouth and say I <laughs> It wasn't Christmas. That's because he co-wrote. Okay, fair enough. But... <laughs> what, see, when Shane Black is like a co or executive, he doesn't have the thing to say. But it's Christmas, unless someone, unless someone's like Rennie Harlan's guy. All right, I'll make it Christmas just for you. <laughs> since you're executive producer, <laughs> you know I can see Shane Black going. You can direct Long Kiss Goodnight, but it has to be at Christmas. <laughs> and Rennie Holland's like, all right, okay, sure, sure, why not? So, remember I said, well, when, when we, in the beginning of this whole thing, we basically saw how there was a link between Friday the 13th at Sean S. Cunningham and Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. And Wes Craven uh, wrote and directed a film that's actually inspired by a true story, which I didn't know. Which, I love how Wes Craven, may he rest, has had like had have have this kind of thing where he'd see articles that inspire someone some great and amazing films. Mm. Uh, I'm sure most people know that Nightmare on Elm Street was inspired by some articles that um that Wes Craven saw about teenagers who couldn't sleep and would die in mysterious circumstances. I do remember that. Yep. So. In this story um, that Wes Craven was inspired by, apparently a bun- uh, two African-American burglars broke into a property uh, with the intent to steal from it, but they then discovered that there were two children who'd been locked up by their parents. Um, and that is... went on to inspire the film The People Under the Stairs. Yet again, throwback to that damn poster. Yeah, Once again... Poster game is tight. Once again, that's 1991, uh, People Under the Stairs. I love the fact that even though I thought of these two films separately, they are actually linked by, by, by very strange means, and I am here for it. For those who don't know, The People Under the Stairs is a fantastic film. I think it's really underrated. It is underrated. It really it's, is. It's, like probably one it's of, far too underrated. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably one, of, like, one, of, like, one of the first proper, like, in a long time of like black horror, I, yeah, I, I can say it's classed as black horror because like literally like, the, the protagonist, the main protagonist, the main girl, Brandon Adams, is a black young man. Hell yeah, and living my living my best life because let's be honest, I, everyone wants to be a hero. Every guy wants to be a hero, and yep, and I I, I, I always imagine being in a situation like that where I say the same day get a girl. I, I love <laughs> I want to be in that situation. Well, not even one twelve that shit, but, <laughs> but back in the day when I was still in my prime. I yep. wanted to be. I wanted to be full. I wanted to be full. I wanted to. Be, I wanted to save the day. Take care of the bad guys. Yeah. Get a girl. Be a hero. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like Brandon. And yes, people, you heard right. The character's name was Full. Right. Full. Oh <laughs> Run, Full. 
Run, fool! Run! Look, okay, for those who don't know, if you haven't seen it, pause, go get, wait for it to deliver, put it in, watch it. Because I guarantee it is a, honestly, a wonderful 90 minutes, you know, that, that, that tight time of the 90s. And the basic premise is, I've just described it, which is that Fool basically, <laughs> I hate saying Fool. His name. <laughs> his name. Um, Fool basically uh, needs money. I think his grand's got cancer or something, any money for treatment. So um, Spencer, who's like a neighborhood, neighborhood like hood, um, played by Ving Rames. Leroy. Says to him, if he'll be the lookout, he'll give him money for him to... to um, get money for the grand surgery they go to like the rich house in this like and it's really like dilapidated part of town um and when they break in they find i hate even saying it mummy and daddy because that's what they call themselves the whole damn time well to be fair and... but they are they are cast in like credits as man and woman yeah they <laughs> are man and woman <laughs> So yeah. yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm gonna call them man and woman because mommy and daddy sounds really weird, and it just makes me feel a bit ick. Um, but yeah, they break in and basically find their cannibal offspring who live in the walls, and it sounds insane because it is. Um, and essentially, it's a very um. I think I've, I saw like a West came in an interview about it and he basically said like, yeah, it's talking about the fact that a lot of, there is money to be found in poor. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For areas and the people who aren't good have it. This, this is an analogy for America. It's mm-hmm. the people who are working their damnness off just to live are being exploited by these people. Because what you find out is uh, man and woman are like the landlords of almost everyone in the ghetto and just, just charge them extortionate money. You also find out that they, um, they come from a background of interbreeding and they used to at one point, like, I think oh, I was, um, they used to be like uh, caretakers and undertakers. And he basically would like sell like really shit, like, um, caskets for really inflated prices but then they got into the real estate game realized it's far money's been made and exploited and that's what they did and it's a it's a, a a wonderful roller coaster ride i think in the beginning when i first saw it i thought ving rames was going to be our protagonist wrong ving rames is out of the game in a good like 10 15 minutes he's out he's taken out by by man and you end up following <laughs> fall and it's really good and by um, man yeah. <laughs> oh shit, there's woman. Oh shit. Run! <laughs> Run, woman! Oh, if you got to mention, man usually parades the house in a gimp outfit. In a gimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was coming to that bit. And oh, also, they, they call each other mum and daddy. Yeah, and they're brother, they're, really, the and they're literally brother and sister. They're brother and sister. And the children are basically children they've just taken and stolen and. um and made to be their children and if they don't obey the rules which is see no evil hear no evil speak no evil they maim them and throw them to live in the walls i mean you have to see to believe it because right the walls are like you're like what the hell like i couldn't live in that house because i'm like the walls are like passages but the children have all like made well not not children child because technically the bad kids are kept under the stairs. Or yeah, the yeah, stairs. that's it. They're kept under the stairs. And then there's obviously and Roach who escapes. There's Roach, played by, by the wonderful Sean Whalen. Love Sean Whalen. I love Sean Whalen. Please follow him on TikTok. He is. I, I, so wholesome. The thing is, he was the highlight next, next, to, Brad, next to Brandon. It was Sean Whalen, was Roach. And I've loved Roach ever since, ever since that. And that was I just love role. it. That was Sean Whalen's first role. Yeah. yeah that was someone's first role and it's it's a it's a really good film um and i think i even i mean because it wouldn't be appropriate but the, there's obviously a, a girl there alice who's like wanting to escape and she tries to help fall and you know and has a relationship but not like that with roach and that's the whole thing it's not like kind of there's nothing kind of gross about it other than mum and dad mm. it's gross where it should be gross and doesn't it's not creepy in the ways it shouldn't be. Everyone's just trying to help each other out. And even I, I think the thing I loved about it, I remember, I remember me and Bruv really responding to it, which is when Fool escapes and he goes, but he goes back for Alice. Yeah, okay, we were like, yeah, because that's what I think that's what that's what gave her the courage because she's always been told. Obviously, she's been told that if you get punished, you will be you if you if you don't do what you if you don't do what you're told, you get punished. Because obviously, she says brothers and who have been punished for their actions punished, yeah so like seeing seeing the person that her, probably her first real friend outside of the house yeah run away and get escape but then come back they come for back her. yeah like that's that was that's 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 a true see that's true heroism that is but finest i, I respect true heroism that was good 
That's crazy. You should have done more films like that. <laughs> but it was really good because was... I remember like he brings like child like CPS. Mm. He tries to do it the right way, and they they fl- they like managed to blag it because obviously they've they've been reported so many times. Mm. They managed to blag it, but he's still like he still has a fool. Still has a plan. That's why like fool was the wrong name for him because fool was not a fool. <laughs> fool is no fool. So it was that big man. No, I said no. I was agreeing with you. That's why I said it's it's actually clear by naming him Fool when he was anything but. Mm, exactly, and uh, I won't give away the full ending because I want people. To, I want more people to watch it because it's such a good Res Craven film, and I just I I feel I mean I don't feel like it over exit. You know, sometimes like a film has a message, right? And it just goes on. you like, I get it. It's about this. It's fine. But I don't feel like both of the movies over-egg the message about the horrors of things that people go through and how they deal with those circumstances. Mm. And it was weirder to, to sit with both films and think about them in that way and be like, this could have been like done really well. And like, I think when like, when, um, Deep on the Stairs came out, like you can see people were half half. And I think, if I'm going to be honest, I think a lot of it was half half because I think it touched close to home with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it kind of was like, was like when you're sitting there and you're, you've got a load of, let's be real, white people in black communities who are exploiting it and then saying, well, if you just work harder, things will be fine. It's like, how can you when the odds are against you? How can you when these people are literally leaving their own to eat each other? Because that's the whole thing with people understand is that the the children turn cannibalistic. See, I think um, I think the thing, yeah, like, I think the thing that, was, that, that was against the film in the first place is that one thing about Wes is that he was ahead of it was ahead of the game. He was, and he that was. film was when it comes to messages, it was mm. it, people weren't ready for it. I agree. Like, and I feel like it's more poignant now than ever oh, before. Big time, big time. Mm. I'm waiting for it, I mean, at some point. Well, apparently, uh, apparently that has been optioned um, a re a redo. And I think it's as a TV show, which would actually Ooh. that would work. Actually. That would, that would really work, work better. Be I'm like that would really work if. That, I mean, and obviously, we have seen some fantastic television. Big up to big up to Quinta for the Emmy win, by the way. Bigger up every time. Um, but I feel like it would definitely work um, on TV. They could get to expand upon certain things, but um, and you're right, bruv. When you like look at look back at a lot of like Wes Craven's catalog, he had enough hits and misses. I, everything can't be a win because it's all like you're all learning as as things go on. Do you know what I mean? So, but when you look back on things like like my favorite Wes Craven films is People Under the Stairs, Nightmare on Elm Street, One, Defo, Three, um, yeah, Three's a favorite as well. Free to me is like my is I think is like oh, my ultimate favorite. If I'm honest with you. Sorry. No, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, freeze my freeze my ultimate favorite, and also new nightmare. New nightmare to me is so underrated. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was that's another one. That's another one. I was that was ahead of the game because I was like, ahead that of was, the that was game. Like, that was what's the word I'm looking for? That was um, not progressive, but um, definitely a game changer ahead of its time mm, for sure. Yeah, it was I think like, you're right, progressive, bruv. I think you're right. Because, like, what's no, there's a certain word that obviously oh, I can't get, I can't think what it is. Like, the way it transitioned from real, from real, from real world to in film 
like yeah. meta. The meta, it was very meta. meta yeah, yeah, That's it. It was very so meta. meta. Yeah, because like obviously, like you, like that kind of happens nowadays. You, like you can find you can find a genre that happens. It's a genre about it now. So basically, and he was doing it, and he brought that out before it was really a thing. Yeah, so completely. Like, so like, yeah, head of the game, and to get like everybody on board in himself, Heather Langenkamp, Robert England. To kind of like play themselves, but not themselves, versions of themselves. That that Freddy was scary as hell. Because mm, he was a monster. It wasn't. It wasn't completely. Like... And I've got to say, like, it's a weird feeling to have. Like, I remember when I watched the first Night on Elm Street, and Tina's death shook me. Mm. That 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 messed me up. That no lie messed me up. And I think. Like the and and like Rod's death, that those two, they that was a stuff of actual nightmares. But to have the the actual guts to go back and do it and execute it like it's real mm. was genius, and it's a masterstroke. And I just, I just, I'm like, like I don't want to hear them redoing that. That one, yeah. I'm like, leave it as is. It's it's perfect the way it is. It yeah. had something to say. Sorry. The only thing is though that mm. you're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street and the whole. Kruger, uh, Robert England master class it was there was talk of a reboot another reboot that it wanted to do and uh, Kevin Bacon's name was touted as playing Kruger oh no 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 I thought no. voice wise yes but I, no uh, only no. play Kruger I think you'd be surprised you know I'm, mm, like mm, I love it go bruv go like Credit where credit's due. Um, Kevin Bacon, like, is unappreciated, like, genius. Oh, he's got the range. Yeah, so I can see him doing it. But the problem is, when you're doing uh. characters like Freddy Krueger, like, Jason, you can probably get away with it. Even Michael Myers can get away with it. But Freddy Krueger yeah. is so intrinsic in our culture in a sense that there's only one Freddy Krueger, and that is Robert. There's only one Freddy. Yeah. And that's the problem. If 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 he was a silent protagonist, it could work because obviously there's something you could probably bring. You could probably like, you probably like, you know, get away with just being a silent. Maybe put add a few nuances to it. But at the same time, you're just you're just a guy in a mask. Freddy wasn't a guy in a mask. Freddy is Freddy. And lyrics on point, killings on yeah. point. And like yeah. when it, like when it comes like to Jackie O, because nothing against Jackie O. Jackie O's a fucking good actor. Yeah. I, I was that's what I was gonna say, bro. You yeah. took the right out of my head that yeah. Jackie Jackie Earl Haley is no lightweight. Yeah, and like because like he couldn't Rorsch, do it. Yeah, Rorschach, sh- yeah, hands out amazing. But but he couldn't. But like he couldn't like because he was. I, I feel like he was told to do the whole like have a few like one line quirky moments. Yeah, try, and it just came off as if he just kept it serious. Maybe it might have worked, but I don't think it would have like. Like, cause like Freddy is Freddy. The last time he was like truly like, like truly scary. I mean, like not like um seven. I'm talking about like before like seven. Mm. The last two couple of times. Last time checking Freddy really scared me were three and three, were one and three. Oh and yeah, Freddy grew yeah. Is scary. Yeah, yeah. So um, and after that, it just, there's no going back now. It's like it's, um, the Pandora's box of Freddy Krueger has been opened, so you can't really yeah. recreate that. But they're gonna try. I mean, again, I feel like I feel like Kevin Bacon would, was not a bad shout. I, uh, I feel like he could surprise surprise I, people. But I, the only thing is, I think Kevin Bacon. I mean, everyone's gonna think Footloose and whatever. I think 
Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. And Stir of Echoes. X-Men. Um, X-Men. Hey, Murder in the, the first. You say that. I actually saw this Kevin Bacon film a couple months ago, and the name's going to bug me. And I've heard uh-huh. about this for years, where basically his family gets killed. And he's on a one-man crusade. Yeah, it's, a guy, it's, it's, from, it's, from the guy, it's from the guys who did Saw as well, isn't it? So, yeah, what a film that is, and it's going to bug me. I can't remember. Because, I, thought it was like, it was like, I thought it was Dead Silence, but something else is Dead Silence. Yeah, death, 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 death Sentence. That's it. Death Sentence. Yeah, Death Sentence. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Because, like, yeah, he was, he, was, he was scary as hell in that, but he, yeah. but, like, you know, and he was kind of justified in his, his anger. Like, he was kind of, like, yeah. he was very similar to, like, how, um, it's not really an unappreciated film that not people gave a lot of credit for. I know she's all hate for one, but one reason, but, um, <laughs> But the film was really good. Um, it was Gerard Butler and um and James Laura Biden Citizen. Yeah, that right. Like, yeah, Gerard Butler in that <laughs> was he's he was pre punishing man. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like <laughs> and you got it. Like yeah, I, yeah, like, and like it's justified. But he was scary as f in that film. Yeah, so yeah, Jamie Foxx be damned. Isn't that right, sis? Yeah, <laughs> damn him, mofo. Anyway, um, we move on. I, I mean. Credit where credit is due. Lord Brian Citizens is a, is a good movie. You and it, it reminds you that Gerard Butler has the, has the range. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think the thing with um with Back to Back to Freddy is that like because I'm like watching the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street and then you watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street, the same thing happens, which is that there's a lot of kind of like the way that Jackie Jackie is, which is very similar in terms of like you know in the shadows. And you're not focusing on the face of Freddy. And that's from the beginning. But the the issue is, is that by three, Eddie, Freddy had become something else. You mm. could see like that face had become something. He was, he was almost bigger than, than the, the scarring and, and the makeup. He was, Robert England inhabited the role mm. and there's no space. You're right. Especially because Robert's alive. There's no space for anybody else to do it. Yeah, because Robert is still alive. Like you haven't got that whole thing. Like you're right, bruv. Because of the way of like Michael Myers and 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 um um Jason Jason R. Anyone could kind of do it. It's almost kind of like dare I say, and I don't say this to be gatekeepy, but only kind of real heads are like certain Jasons are my Jason. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Because they're they're used to how they like um how big it is, how hench it is, and, and what have you, and they know the whole controversies behind casting and what have you. But essentially, really, anyone can kind of pick it up because that the mask is important. Because Whereas, it's, 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 it's yeah, like, so it's like it's like I can't imagine anyone other than Tony Todd being Candyman. Amen. Like no 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 shade thrown at the last one. I heard the last one was really good. I haven't seen it personally myself, but mm-hmm. I heard it's very good. But like I get what they were doing with it, but I'm sorry, Tony Todd is Candyman. But even that last film still has to go back to Tony. Mm. Oh yeah, it does. Like, it, it it can't it 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 can never and it's right, you can never because for a lot of us, that is the first time we saw a a black anti- horror antagonist that's striking, that has that has something like, you know, like like a pinhead or a or a freddy or a what have you you know he's you know he's he's candy man he's the hook he's the stuff be of nightmares he's be, oh my god you're getting better at that every year you know it's, actually, it's really it's really unnerving um 
Helen. You, sh- you, sh- you shouldn't have said it. Like, even uh, now, I can't do it. Helen? Helen. Why? Eat my victim. Bro, that's getting, that's getting really good. You know what I mean? To worry about you, bro, you know? I'm, start, I'm, st- I'm starting to worry about I'm lonely. What do you expect? Oh, <laughs> Come on over. Let's have some chicken. It's, all we... it's gonna be all right. Oh, Venom. <laughs> no, you, you can't do that one because then it gets to Tom and it gets really weird. So that can't. <laughs> That can't happen. That's just weird. Hey man, play, it's play, bad play, enough play with interest. Play, play the game and you get you get authentic Tony Tony Tom Venom. Oh yeah, for real. It's bad enough that um that Idris looks Idris Elba looks like one of our uncles, but we're gonna leave that one alone. Because, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> ugh. On that note, I'm gonna draw a line under that with the recommendation that everyone should give 1986 House a watch, and also uh, 1991 People Under the Stairs. I guarantee you are in for a treat. Especially watching the Sean Wayland and Brandon Adams. It's full. Full oh, and Roach. They're such like, their name's so badly, but they're so, so good. God like, damn it. Do you remember when Brandon Adams was everywhere? Like... Brandon Adams, y'all don't, okay, y'all don't understand. Quick, you don't understand how Brandon Adams was everywhere and how they dressed him up as Michael Jackson almost on every occasion. To be fair, I, I moonwalk a bloody hell. Moonwalker, gee, oh my, he was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, they permed that boy's hair, everything. Poor thing, my God. Money like, had to be made. Say again? Say money had to be made back then. Sure, sure. Sure, like, sure. Because like, um, like, one thing Brandon Mellon is like, the, like, the two films that come to, or three things come to mind, obviously Moonwalker, yeah. um, People on the Stairs, yes. yeah. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. It's kind of funny because like, because people think, seem to forget that in, in Mighty Ducks, in the first one, he had a brother who was played by um, Jesse Smollett. <clears throat> and oh my of, God! And then all of a sudden, next next film, Jesse, Jesse wasn't oh. there anymore. <laughs> Interesting. Well, how, t- how uh, times haven't changed. I'm just, I'm I was say, uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> I'm just Happy saying. Home. I'm just saying. Like, you know. Talk like, about my- pre-talk. on that note thank you very much for your time your ears your energy we hope it made you smile made you laugh made you intrigued a little bit i once again please check out house 1986 people under the stairs and also um i didn't realize i was gonna recommend it but i am gonna recommend it the monster squad if you haven't because one of our personal favorites uh just think the goonies takes on the uh the universal monsters yeah dark mon- the dark the dark universe <laughs> yeah dark universe monsters and just go along with it it's fun and i'm also um gonna recommend new nightmare um definitely for those who don't know what happens i'm gonna say go in blind and go along with the journey and for those who have seen it hey it's worth a rematch and i'm gonna recommend mighty ducks for the fall of the, the early days of just just wow <laughs> Bro, what about Titan prequel, AE, man? The prequel. <laughs> the prequel. And, and Titan AE. And Titan AE because that film, oh, oh God, that film. Well, we we okay, are going to have to cover that in a future episode because Titan AE is underrated. It's far too underrated. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. But on that note, uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at stjudesavengers at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at messeduppod. Bring me out. What's your socials? I can be found on the gram at <clears throat> sorry, uh, Mr. underscore Roberts underscore V1. 
and on X, sorry, at War Three Seven Eight Two. How about you, bro? You got Twix. It's it Twex. Twex. Yeah. You've got Twex. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all. Trademark. Trademark. That's why I remember Twex. That's all. Twex. It's Twex. That's all. That's all. You can find me on um, YouTube under Interclassic underscore KB. You can also find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch under Instant Classic underscore Gaming. Thank you, Rosh, for your time, your ears, and we will see you warmer and later. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the St. Juice Avengers, edited by yours truly, Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Tree Music. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.